Hi, I'm Chris Hussey. I'm the marshal for the actual play Deadlands podcast, The Adventures of Young and Holt. And you're watching and listening to Legends of Tabletop. Welcome uh, to the show for tonight. Uh, it's the live stream for our podcast. Uh, we're going to be fin hopefully finishing up uh, the second part of Dreaming of the River of Night. Uh, it's been a couple of months since we've played, so uh, hopefully you can remember what the hell happened. I'll give you a little bit of a recap from what I can remember. Uh, we started off in Tibet in Vinny's Club. Uh, one of the, the patrons came in to pay off his debt with a big chunky gold nugget. Uh, gave uh, Vinny, uh, Petra, and Daryl a map to uh, this secret location of where he found the stuff. Uh, so we undertook an adventure to go find it. We uh, stopped at a little village on the way out, uh, made friends with the uh, with the village chieftain, shared some, some buttered tea that maybe was drugged, maybe not. I don't know. There's some ambiguity as to... To the mental state of the characters, um, we uh, we found it kind of looked like a rat, but with like face tentacles and stuff. Told us not to shoot it. Uh, it's it's like a whole weird thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it said that it was going to be. It knew where we were going, and you know it was okay that you know it knew that we were going to be there. So that was kind of weird. And then as we found the place and sort of as we were going into the crevice, into this uh, other land, uh, the, the, some of the, the accoutrement that they carried sort of reverted back. So uh, Vinny's lighter turned into a flint and steel. Uh, Petra's mirror, a little compact, turned into a little shiny uh, piece of silver. And then um, Daryl's watch turned into like a sand dial. Uh, as we went in, uh, we were attacked by a tentacled creature under the water. There was a huge cyclopean city underneath the river. Uh, <laughs> we were able to escape and uh, started to collect some jewels and things on the shore. And uh, as we started to move off the beach and further down, our little tentacled rat friend appeared and told us we should probably hurry as a large, well, we know it's a gug, but as this large uh, horrifying creature comes, you know, tumbling, trundling down the hallway. Uh, and as we uh, move further into the cavern, it opens up and shows us a, uh, a beautiful white city. Uh, and our little ratty friend told us that all of our questions would be answered there. And uh, it's the city of Celeface. And that's where we left off outside the city. We were on our way to get our questions answered, I suppose. Correct. So you came out of, and you looked, you I guess you came out of where you were going through um, the tunnels and you came out and the, the little rat tentacle face thing was helping you come through. And he said that you had really, you had reached the Tenarian Hills and the city of Celeface. So when you looked around, it, it kind of, it, it looked like a Tibetan setting, but there was just something about it that gave you the feeling that it was, you know, very, very old, not, not old as in falling down or in disrepair, just it had been there for quite a long time. You looked around and 
something it seemed a bit off about it. It, it was the maybe the colors of the sky. So you you know it's not just very blue sky. Everything in the sky was tinged maybe like a a pinkish color. So you know just just some of the colors looked off, but and it looked like a very very ancient area that you were in. And your little guide said that he would take you or point you to in Cellaface to go meet um, the king of Cellaface. So his the king's name is King Caranus. So he he brought you out and said that you know, he would point you in a direction to meet the king of Cellaface. So I think that's kind of where we left off with the you know you were looking around and you saw ships flying through the air. So they look like just regular. Um, sailing ships, maybe sailing ships that were older, uh, stereotypical. If you looked in, you know, back, if you remember back from school, they almost looked like, you know, the Christopher Columbus ships, you know, big wooden ships with big sails. And you saw them, you know, a couple of them flying, flying through the sky. So right now you are in Cellophase and your little uh, guide had mentioned about meeting the king. So... Can we just yeah, have okay. a quick refresher who's everybody playing? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, let's go with, okay, John, do you want to just introduce your character real quick? My sure, name is Daryl. Oh, which oh, one sorry. are you talking about? That That's Alpha the thing. Go John's here. I have it written on top of my paper, too. I forgot. So let's go with John H. first. <laughs> sorry. Jesus, John Alpha. So this is John Alpha, I guess. Uh, so this is Vinny or Vincenzo. Uh, I got to look at my last name, DeCarlo. Uh, and uh, I am a, a, a respectable club owner. And uh, yeah, so uh, we, we're on a little bit of an adventure and we, uh, we're going to find some gold and we're maybe going to get some answers here. <laughs> okay, now let's go. The other John. Yes, my name is Daryl. And I am an adventurer. I'm a dilettante. And I can't wait to get some answers myself. I act a lot older than I truly am for some reason. Oh, what's a dilettante? Someone who enjoys speaking and doing and talking a lot about things and acting like he knows a lot about them when truly he does not. Okay, I just want to make sure you knew. That's a literal definition that I was able to find. Okay, so Danny? I'm playing Petra Rivers, and she is an entertainer who loves fur, and she's Vinny's sweetheart. And I apologize for not dressing up as Petra this time, but I just came from the beach, and I'm nice and toasty. So it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> okay. So that is the cast of the characters for the rest of this adventure. So you are outside looking at a city with a bunch of hills. Uh, a little further up, maybe about a 15-minute walk, you see uh, you're assuming is the central kind of building of the area. It's, you know, it's Tibetan, you know, it, it looks familiar Tibetan kind of build. As I said, it looks very ancient. It looks in good shape. Um, but it looks like it's from a time, you know, not used in, from a time of not the Tibet, uh, not not the Lhasa that you're used to seeing the buildings around you. But it, you can tell it is kind of a similar, a, a, a similar make as the you know the buildings that you're used to seeing. So, do you want to head straight for the building? Do you want to look around for a little bit? 
Didn't we just find some like valuable shit? So you found a whole bunch of jewels and you loaded up while you were walking through. Uh, I think we said it was, you know, different kinds of uh, gemstones. I can't remember if we said if there was gold or not, but I know there was just a bunch of different gemstones lying around on the ground before you had to hightail it from the gug uh, or the big monstery thing that was coming through. Uh, but yeah, so you guys each kind of filled up your pockets or your bag with um, oh, a bunch of filled tools. up anything possible, right? So there was also a bigger stone that was found, and I think Daryl had found it, but doesn't Petra have that now? The one she stuck down her shirt? Yeah, exactly. So I just want to make <laughs> yes. sure. Yeah. So Daryl found it and Petra grabbed it. Yep. So there is a bigger, bigger stone. I don't know if we had described what it looked like before, you know, color or anything like that. I think we just said it was just a big gemstone. So I'll leave that. Unfortunately, it is now lost down to the shirt of Petra, never <laughs> to be seen again. Not by you. <laughs> of course not. Petra we'll drinks from this because she's classy as fuck. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let Petra decide, you know, the color and cut or whatever. But it is a substantially sized diamond that was found, or you know, big gemstone that was found. So Petra does have that now. So yeah, you guys are all loaded down. Well, not loaded down. There are, you know, you, like a half a sack full of shit. Yeah, because exactly. yeah, it was all just scattered across the ground when you were walking through, and that was one of the things. You know, Charlie Hodson was the guy the Canadian miner who was off. That's, you know, he did tell you that there were riches to be had. So, you know, you have partaken of some of those riches already. So. So is the little rat guy still with us? Yes. He's, he's just standing there, you know, he's waiting to see you. He pointed out where the, the King was. So it was the big building. Uh, he's, you know, he's just standing there. He's, it's, it's up to you if, you know, if you want him to follow with you or, you know, he, he was just kind of you. You got the feeling that he was just happened to be at the right place at the right time, or they were. You know, he was keeping an eye on you when you were going through. Um, so you know, he's kind of pointing out. You know, he told you to get through and into the city, and then you know where the king was. So, if there's a king, we have to see him. Like he's got gold and riches, and we gotta go to him. Yeah, right? I. I I think we got to go in there and like introduce ourselves and make sure that like he's okay with us like being here. We don't want to snub the guy, right? Because then, you know, he can get all pissed off and we don't want that. You always ask the lord of the manor or the king of the area before you go pillage and otherwise bandying about their lands. It's just no, we found this. This isn't his property yet. It's not his castle. He's the king, is he not? Just a title. Unless well, maybe he's rich. It's just a well, maybe he's just a king in a city, right? Like maybe the shit all on a beach there. Maybe he doesn't he doesn't care about that stuff, you know? You mean the the ruins? I uh, yeah, like where the the fucking tentacle was and shit, you know, by down by the water. Maybe they don't Ele go out there. Eloquent as ever. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I I do me. You do you very very well. That is true. <laughs> hey, I thought I did you. <laughs> Well, I was kind of hoping, but, uh, you know. <laughs> That's what she said, literally. <laughs> she she yeah. did say that, yeah, yeah. yeah she, did literally, she literally just said it. I just meant I was having a moment. This rock is it's getting to me. I but... don't know about you two, but I am certainly going to have a look around the area. This architecture is, is unique and certainly doesn't appear anywhere else in the area. Are you okay with the creatures that just, like, attacked us? Absolutely not, but I am choosing to 
Uh, uh, I'm choosing to believe they are in my um, imagination, of course. Right, like the talking rat. Yes, of course. <laughs> so the talking rat kind of looks up at you guys when you say that and say, I'm sure the king wouldn't mind you looking around, but... I didn't hear anything. Maybe it is a good thing if... Oh, did I put it on mute? No, no, just, no, no, no. It's just being... Just oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not acknowledging the existence of the rat. <laughs> I see what you mean. Okay. So then if he, he looked, it looks away from Daryl and says, for your own convenience and being able to get the most out of looking around, the king would definitely be able to help you and point you in the right direction and maybe send out some guides with you so you don't get lost. So is it is this king? He's he's a good dude. Like uh, you know, he he's he's a he's fair and just and all that kind of shit. He is very he is a very benevolent king. All right, look, look we 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 spread. Can you take us over to like where he is? Are you like one of his like subjects? I live here, so I guess you could consider me a subject. I will walk you over to the king's palace, but I don't think I'll be going in. I you know I spoken to the king in the past week or so and there's nothing new that i need to discuss with him but i will take you over to uh you know to his palace he's rich right he is rich beyond anyone's estimation and uh um you are a rat right uh i do not know what this rat is i am what you see before you you kind of look like a fucking rat with fucking tentacles and shit like, does that help you eat? What is that about? Like I, I'm telling, it, it's a really strange thing to see something with that much shit on its fucking jaws and whatnot. Vinny, can you imagine the coat he would make with the fur here and the tentacles, like a scarf? <laughs> I don't. That's kind of gross. Is I mean, yeah, maybe, but it's kind of, yeah. No so offense to you in your and your your form that you inhabit and whatnot. So he looks at Petra and says, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did help you guys come through the caves, did I not? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about killing you for a cult. I mean, who would do that? <laughs> kinda, I think kinda, Petra had a fur coat on, right? Yeah. Yes. Did, yeah. So he kind of shakes his head and you see all the little tentacles kind of wiggle back and forth. And he says, I think maybe you should make your way over to see the king. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds good. Let's go do that. Okay. Like, he gets right up next to Petra and says, maybe don't talk about the rat thing like that. <laughs> but do you know how cool it would be? I, if I got cold, I could just, like, go. But he's not that big. Like, it would only go over, like, one one shoulder. I don't, like, we don't get gonna... So I'm, I'm assuming you guys are doing a walk and talk about you do yeah. this, so you're just talking. <laughs> and he just he just stands there and you see him just kind of shake his head and then he just walks, you know, he kind of walks back towards the cavern, not, you know, not fast or anything. He just turns around and starts walking away. So you're just walking over. I mean, it's a pretty straight path. It takes you about five or ten minutes to walk there. Uh, you're looking around. It It, it is, you know, it, it brings to mind, you know, kind of the landscape that you're used to seeing, you know, mountains and hills everywhere, clouds, you know, skirting by, you know, but it does, it has a nice, you know, pinkish hue to the sky, almost like, it's almost like perpetual sunset in the summer, you know, you get that kind of color to the sky. So you're going to, you're walking over to the palace uh, and when you get up to the front door, there's just a couple of 
you're assuming monks, you know, one on each side of the door. They're wearing yellowish kind of robes, same kind of robes that you, you're used to seeing, maybe just a, a different color, a color that's off than what you're used to seeing, but they're just standing there on either side of the door, and the door is actually open, so it's not closed, and they're just kind of standing there. I guess Vinny would try to greet them in Tibetan to see since this, the style looks the same, like even though there's like creatures and shit, they look, oh, this looks normal now, so let me, you know. Okay. Try to say so, something there. So he, they, they acknowledge your greeting and they speak back, uh, and it's in English. So, you know, they say, you know, welcome to the palace of King Karanis, and you may enter. Okay, yeah, I, I guess we, uh, I guess we go in. How you guys live here? You've been here like a long time, or? And they just kind of both shake their head and say yes. Okay, yeah, it's uh, well, what do what do you guys do down here? Is there anything like uh? You guys just kind of like stand around down here, or what's the deal? Uh, during our time at the gate, we stand here. Uh, other times, we go and pray or do anything that you know, do some adventuring or exploring. And but we tend to stick to the city itself. It is fucking monsters out there. You seen that shit? <laughs> They kind of both look at each other and say, back through the caves, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, we, we came in across the water. There's fucking tentacles, and then this thing, its head was all fucking sideways with the big mouth and shit. Uh, you can rest assured there will be nothing, you will see nothing like that in the city. You are, you know, you are safe and out of any danger. Now, Petra. We can't understand a word he is saying. First of all, I am extremely surprised he even knows Tibetan, but I can't believe that he was able to transfer his ridiculous accent over to Tibetan. Can you? Uh, maybe he's drunk. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're saying, but I could use a drink. Could you? I never drink when on adventure. That's why you're you. Yes, it is. Quite. Well... Vinny, what's he saying? And what are you saying? I, I said fucking hello in Tibetan. A guy speaking English. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't understand what the hell he's saying? What is the Tibetan word for fucking? Uh, he would know it. Whatever it is, he would know it. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, just so you know, he called your accent. He called it ridiculous. He was standing right here. And I was remarking on how impressive it was that he was able to keep the accent in different languages. Hey, look, I'm from fucking Brooklyn. You got a problem? You sound like you're down there from, from fucking, I don't know, fucking Wales or some shit. Where the fuck do you come from? Yeah, you Wales. sound like you have a stick up your butt. <laughs> Not anymore, but yes, Wales indeed. Oh, all right. See? Spot on since when have you been a linguist? This is... This is sincerely a pleasant surprise. Ah, uh, you've been hanging around my fucking joint for a long time. I guess you must have told me sometime. I didn't realize that you were such a cunning linguist. Ho, ho, ho. I can vouch for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, let, let's, let's probably we should just go in it, huh? <laughs> probably a good time to go in. <laughs> Always. Okay, so, so obviously the guards are just listening to you and shaking their head, and they kind of have a smirk on their face. And they, you know, wave you through in through the front door. 
Um, walking down a hallway, it's dimly lit. You know, there's some some candles down along the you know along some shelves set into the wall. Uh, it's pretty much straightforward, and you come into a room, and you see a big rectangular table running long ways down the room, and at the front of it is a man sitting down on a cushion. So obviously the table is a lower table and there's a bunch of cushions around the edges. And there's just a, there's a man sitting at the front and along the table, there looks like there's all kinds of silver bowls with all kinds of what you're assuming is fruit. So it kind of has, it looks like fruit, but it doesn't look like any fruit that you're used to seeing, but it has that kind of look, the fleshy, you know, carved in the quarters, um, some, glass pitchers filled with water some other glass pitchers filled with you know different colored liquids uh so he's sitting there and he just says uh welcome strangers i am king karanis uh dreamer of cellophase and welcome to my city did he say dreamer of cellophase yes dreamer. thank you Th thank you oh uh, well uh thanks for uh thanks for having us in here uh we we met this little uh well, he kind of looked like a where we come from. He looks like a fucking rat with the with the things on his face. But uh, yeah, he t he told us that that uh, you were in here. We thought we'd come in and uh, like introduce ourselves and whatnot. <clears throat> yes, I had uh, heard reports that there were some people coming through the caverns on the edge of the city, and uh, the little friend that you had met is just one of many of those of that type that live in the area and he obviously taken a liking to you and helped you through to the city uh yeah we we, we met him out uh we met him out on our way up here and then uh you know and again when we came in i think he said his name was rizzo rizzo the rat <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> quite um so the 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 King Karanis looks over and says, please take a seat, uh, refresh yourselves. There's things to eat and drink on the table. And I would be interested to hear a bit of your story on how you've gotten here. Vinny kind of like looks to the other two, like, oh, do we really want to tell them we're kind of like loot the place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing. I just, that <laughs> drink, can I have some? Everything is set out for your refreshment, so please. So if you guys you know, are moving up, you see a couple of robed men come in from a side door, and they come out and start you know, setting some plates and some glasses and cups down and start you know, dishing out and serving out some of the things at a couple of different place settings for you to sit at. So they just come out, and the king says, please, please, uh, Sit down and, and uh, please refresh yourself. And he reaches over and grabs a glass and takes a drink and takes a bit of the fruit food there and takes a bite of it. Yeah, Vinny will, Vinny will sit down. Well, he helps Petra sit down first. She will totally sit down first. And then, uh, you know, he pulls up a cushion next to her. <laughs> yes, as does Daryl. My, uh, your, your highness, majesty, the dreamer, we have come on adventure to search these lands for intricate relics and certain trinkets that we were, uh, we, it was intimated to us that may exist here that are of strange quality. Well, it's not very often we get 
visitors coming from through the caverns uh, we have in the past and it is my duty as the king of the city to welcome you and help you with any questions that you may have and make sure your stay is enjoyable and exciting. You have done so with aplomb and we appreciate it. We are not plunderers or pirates, so we wanted to visit with you first to make sure that what we will be doing is uh, acceptable to you and yours. I don't get the feeling from any of you that you mean any harm or violence to myself or my city, so I would gladly be of any assistance or help if you were here to explore and take in the scenery. This is the part where I would perfectly remember and recollect exactly what we wanted to do here and get out of this visit to your wonderful city and town. <laughs> I think think what Charlie was telling you when Charlie handed over the map to pay off his debt was there's tons and tons of riches to be had and uh, all you have to do is go up and find it. So I think what, what Charlie had told you was they had found, you know, lots of jewels and gems and gold around, you know, and he showed you obviously the big gold piece, the gold nugget that he had. So I think, you know, you guys were just coming up to see what you can find and line your pockets as much as you could. Do we, sh we don't show him out, out of character. We don't show him the nugget. Do we? I, I don't, I mean, I think at some point, I think <laughs> Vinny would, would say like, Oh, you know, have you, have you ever met Charlie? You know, blah, blah, blah. We, oh, okay. All right. Been, yeah. Like that's good. Of, that's good. Yeah, kind of above board. Right. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Because yes. the rat thing was like, you know, if you treat us with respect, we'll treat you with respect. <laughs> like, to, like, reach into Petra's dress and pull out the nugget. Where's more of these things? Huh? Where's more of these fucking things? <laughs> you know, I don't doing that. Yeah. Do so we it, need any more? Don't we, we, like, have a shit ton of gems that could, like... Yeah, I mean, we probably have, like, a small fortune already, right? Bass, yes, but we would like a large fortune. So, of course, we will continue to search and round. Well, yeah. I guess the key is, so I've, obviously you all have probably a small fortune on you. The key is to make that fortune repeatable and <laughs> findable again, I guess. It's, it's sustainable. You know, yeah, exactly. So you <laughs> sustainable mining, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, you've gotten a lot. Uh, you know, you've made it here from the map Charlie gave you. Oh, you made it here not without a few, you know, close shit situations or, you know, um, some running through some scary stuff. But you know, you, obviously the key would be, yeah, let's see if we can come back again because there seems to be there's lots of stuff just lying around. So there's a very specific roadmap that has been laid out over the course of the years where people will come to a new land see something they want, and just take all of it. <laughs> and that's all we're doing here. It's fine. So if if you do want to mention Charlie, um, you know. Yeah, he um, would. Yeah, okay. So, so you know, yep, go ahead. Uh, so when when, uh, when Reggie finishes, he's like, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, we had a friend uh, 
that the that provided the location here to, uh, for us to to come and find your beautiful beautiful city. Uh, his name was Charlie. You ever did you ever meet that guy? Like uh, you didn't say actually talk to anybody, but uh, apparently he was uh, you know he was here in the in the kingdom and all. I do not remember meeting anybody or speaking to anybody outside of my city or anyone in the Tenarian Hills around me. It's been quite a while since we've had visitors in the palace, but there are there have been reports from obviously your little friend that showed you the way that there have been people from your area. I didn't want to say world. From there, there have been people coming through and looking through the caverns in the past, uh, but no one has deigned to make their presence known to me in the palace itself. Shameful. I mean, who wouldn't want to meet a king? Yeah, right? I, I mean, a dreamer king, no less. I can be very helpful, and I'm very friendly, as you can see in front of you. So I always like to have visitors uh, that's kind of the only, the only responsibility I have as a king is just to make myself available for anybody comes in and, and show them the city and answer any questions that they, they would have. And mm, obviously yes. to find out about them also. This fruit is delicious. What, what do you call it? Oh, you bastard. Um... <laughs> Tell me all about the fruit, the history of all the trees and everything that grows upon it. So uh, the king looks over and so the the king doesn't give him a dirty look. The keeper gives him a dirty look. I feel as though uh, I'm being given a dirty look from somewhere. So the king Karanis says, I've been uh, the king of the city for quite a long time. He, just from my past experience with speaking to visitors from the outside, I wouldn't want to shock your beliefs or sense of your place in the world, but I have been here and I've been a king for quite a long time. During those times, I've had many visitors. The vast majority of them have been peaceable and were just here to expand their knowledge or understand more of the world around them. The food you see on the table in front of you is from the surrounding areas. Obviously, we have some some of the people in the city work the land itself, so they uh, they have brought this to as part of the tribute they pay to the upkeep of the city is to keep everybody fed and happy. So this is what you see in front of you. And I have been here for quite a long time. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> How old does he look? Like he keeps saying he's been here a long time. Does he look like middle-aged? Does he look like he's an old yeah, man? He, 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 you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's a monk that's been living up in the mountains for, you know, decades and decades. So he, you know, he just looks like a, maybe, you know, not, not, not near middle age. So, you know, he's, you know, he, he looks Tibetan, you know, he has that, you know, from, from what you've seen in Lhasa and Tibet itself, he just looks like, you know, he looks like a Tibetan 
the the colors of everybody's robes are a bit different you know they're not the same colors as the robes that you know the a lot of the buddhist monks or even you know the regular citizens of Lhasa or tibet wear but you know it's that same kind of cut um obviously a bit different colors and maybe the the colors here everything here the colors look more vibrant maybe you know there's more pastel colors or you know more bright you know, you're used to seeing gray or brown on everybody so here everybody looks to be a bit more colorful but yeah he looks like he's you know just coming up to middle age he looks you know shaved head all that kind you know he just looks like he's in pretty good shape for a guy and he doesn't look right. like a monk that's been out you know in a, a monastery his whole life your majesty i almost got killed in a boat today i haven't showered in 24 hours in I'm thirsty and tired. Can we sleep here tonight and maybe you can show us how to get back home and how to get back in so we can visit? You are welcome to stay in the palace as long as you want. If if it is a way back home, we can discuss that. If you would like to look at things around the city or its close environs, you can do that too. I can arrange that for you. So it's whatever you would want to do. You said we can stay in the castle. Do we have servants? You will have some of the the men around will show you what you need. They will show you to your room and they will show you where you can go to refresh yourself. I don't know if I would necessarily call them servants, but they are here to serve. They are here to serve you. Vinny. <laughs> He leans in closer. He's like, it kind of sounds like a fucking servant to me. I don't know if I'm going to want to leave. Uh, I mean, there are fucking monsters outside, right? I mean. Hey, well, if we stay in here and um, she'll look over to your majesty. So there's no string attached if we stay? Uh, there is none at all. We, we love to have visitors. I would only request if you do want to go out and see some more of the city that you would please let me know so I can set you up with some guides to show you where you need to go or where you, where, where you would like to go. Uh, I would not like anything to happen to you while you are here and under my hospitality. So it is, you know, the, the city is open to you. So just, just so I'm clear, if we stay here, we don't have to contribute to society or you in any manner. We can just be here. Way to put your cards all on the table. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think I'm going to want to leave. So I, just from my past experience, dear lady, I would say that you are welcome to stay as long as you want. Uh from when we when we've had visitors of your let's say of your type uh, that sounds kind of weird so when we've had visitors from your lands in the past uh the wanderlust has kind of taken them after a while so i wouldn't expect that you would all become a completely static part of the environment we tend to we tend to see people come and go uh, which is absolutely fine. I would just, as I said, I would just, for my own well-being of mind, that if you would want to go out and move about, just let me know so I can send someone with you or ahead of you to prepare the way. Uh, 
What are they going to protect us from? You said keep us safe. More of those sea creatures? You are in a strange land. You're not used to everything around here. It is very different from what you're used to. So it would just to be mostly just to keep you on the path of where you need to go. Uh, you, you're, you can go wander around and look around if you would like. But since you are new to the city, I would not like to see anything happen to you just out of carelessness or not knowing where you're at. So I mean, you get the you get the feeling from him. That he's not saying, "Yeah, that's crazy out there," and there's lots of stuff that'll get you if you go out. I think it's more the fact that he's saying, "You know, you're in a brand new city, yeah. up in a mountain somewhere. You know, there's high peaks and valleys everywhere. So you know, you want to go tumbling off somewhere if there's a snow drift or a rickety bridge or thing like that. So you just kind of get the feeling he's just being a good travel host, saying, "I wouldn't want you to, you know, step the wrong way or get lost and." things like that, not that you needed, you know, a phalanx of people to protect you when you're coming around. Yes, we appreciate and thank you for that. Certainly this isn't anything we want to bet our lives upon. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, quite. Well, you know, you you said you could answer a bunch of questions, and you, I have a plethora of questions to ask you. So you said that you have been here for a long time, but you look like you know, no offense, but you kind of look like a kid, yeah? I mean, I know the Tibetan people, they look young all the time. It's very hard to tell how old they are, but you do not look like you have been here. I, there are some very strange things that happen here. I'm going to go back to the rat thing with the, the, the tentacles and whatnot and the fucking monsters. What the hell? You guys have monsters here. There's no monsters where we come from. Eloquent as ever. Everyone you see around me, are either citizens of the city or anything you see around me that speaks to you that is sentient are you know members of the city or <laughs> members of you know the the land uh time passes differently here you came to us from a place where the walls between your world and mine are very thin. So there is lots of back and forth between them. Obviously the it's more back and forth from your end than our, than our end. We all are quite content and happy where we are. So we don't venture into your world very often, but that is one area of, your world where our worlds are closest together so the the traveling between our worlds is very easy or easier than it could be in other places around the world you will notice that everything here is definitely different than what you're used to but to us it's just normal it is the way it is i'm sure if i traveled to your what did you say you owned a club if I traveled to your club and was given your hospitality there, I'm sure I would find things there very either off-putting or unsettling or out of the ordinary. <laughs> Mostly off-putting, I would presume. <laughs> Not if I'm working. <laughs> Especially if she's working, my liege. <laughs> yes. Well, hold on. You, but there wouldn't be a fucking monster with a face with a thing. And he's like waving his arms around and shit. 
I wouldn't be so quick to say that. <laughs> Monsters. Okay. <laughs> Petra is eyeing you very nastily. So I would just like to reiterate that that is actually not part of my city. So I cannot be held responsible or cannot condone the troubles you ran up up against coming through the cavern. Uh, that is not part of what I am in charge with having oversight of, but I'm sure there are areas in your world that you, if you travel through that are definitely very dangerous or risky and could be populated with things that would mean to do people harm. Well, you could like put up a sign or something for people coming in and be like, Hey, there's a fucking monster over here. Run through the cavern. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. This has been a very trying day. So he, he kind of has a smirk on his face and looks over to you. Oh, the three of you, he kind of takes all three of you in at once. You know, his eyes move back and forth and says, I have I traveled. <laughs> I have traveled through that passage before. And from a saying I picked up from someone who came from your world a long time ago, without risk, there is no reward. Now, is there? kind of Ooh. smiles wise words wise words yeah he just he just kind of like shrugs and nods his head like yeah it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts his hand up and again and says i apologize for the troubles that you've been through but the, the little friend that you were speaking to helped you through there because obviously he took a liking to the three of you so i know it wasn't the easiest of journeys but if it was so easy, then I would definitely be speaking with, you know, a lot more of your people than I have over the years. So consider yourselves uh, one of the few who have been able to do that. I think Rizzo just wanted to make with my coat, mate with my coat, but um, I'll take it. <laughs> Let, let's get down to brass tacks then, if you will. If we were to say... Uh, go out and search for artifacts and different things, uh, and it would be all right with you. What are some of the areas that you would recommend we go? Just so we know where it is okay for us to go and where you wouldn't want us to step foot, so to speak. You would be able to travel around the close environs of the city anywhere you want. If I was to recommend places for you to go, uh, I'm sure you saw the passing ships when you were coming in. You would be able to take a trip on one of those ships. Now, obviously, it wouldn't be going anywhere on business, but I'm sure we could arrange for one to just take you on a trip to see around the local area. Also, there is a very esteemed member of our society here who I'm sure would love to speak with you. He is always striving for information and news from your world. So I would recommend also speaking to him. Uh, and just if you would just like to take a look around, the only thing I would ask of you is to, if you are being treated with kindness and hospitality, that you would not take advantage of that. And by that, I mean, treat others here with the respect that I am treating you with right now. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a Buddhist thing. We get that. We 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 we, we come from Tibet. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Hey, uh, so if we happen to like, you know, maybe find some things like around, uh, what's the policy on like maybe, uh, you know, uh, taking that stuff uh, home? You know. So he he looks at you and kind of raises eyebrows and says, "So if we're going to talk about the Buddhist thing, uh, I." As long as you are treating every living thing with respect and admiration, then that's the only thing I'm focused on in my city is making sure everybody is happy and healthy and contented. So yeah. he looks oh, – sorry, go ahead. We Yeah, we were told not to kill anything. That would be a very good thing – to stick to. Yes, what's the deal with that? <laughs> Is that I like was, a policy or something? Because I mean, where we're nature. from, we can yeah. kill things and wear them. And it's That's, it's socially acceptable. This is so so strange the way you're putting this. <laughs> so the, the king looks over to Petra and says everybody's norms for the way they live are different. We would just ask you to respect ours while you are here. We won't judge what your norms are from where you live, but we would expect you to follow the norms of the people you are visiting. But if like something's trying to kill us or eat us, we can like, defend ourselves and kill them then, right? Yes. If if you do not go out of your way to antagonize or inflict harm on anything, if you are protecting your own life, then obviously that is an exception to the rule. So is going to look king, at me with us. So the, the king kind of looks at Petra and kind of cocks his head. Um, Petra, can you give me a... What's a good one? Just as she opened the loophole, he shut it down and shut it. <laughs> no. Is it like an loophole. insight? Is that what we're going for? Like maybe psychology? Give me a... Brawl check. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was going to say roll for initiative. It's a roll game. <laughs> um, Just make a... Make a taxidermy check. <laughs> Just make a luck roll. All right. Hold on. Luck is... I'm just having a look on my screen. Oh. Oh. So I rolled a 22, and my luck mm -hmm. is 30. Okay. So he looks at you, and he, his eyes kind of wander down a bit. To my uh, boobs? So he's... <laughs> the eyes are up here, but he wanders down a little bit and just <laughs> says, My dear, we have a very extensive library with lots of information on very esoteric knowledge on top of the visitations of the, the local holy man. I said, and if you did want to do a trip on the, on the flying ships, I would recommend you spend some time looking through some of the, uh, some of the knowledge we have in our library and then just kind of looks away and says, I hope everybody's enjoyed their refreshments. If you would like to go, as the dear lady said, if she would like to 
have a nice bath and maybe get refreshed, uh, I can have some of the men here show you to some rooms. Yeah, that, that that's is most gracious of you. We ex or I accept. Yeah, that sounds good. It's yeah. been a long day. Okay. So, you know, he, he bows his head and says, you are more than welcome to summon me or come back to this room whenever you like. I usually am here praying and meditating and reading. Uh, and if you ever have any questions or anything you would like to discuss, I would be here at your service. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your uh, hospitality. And he bows his head, and then you see uh, you know, a few monks. I guess one monk for each of you comes up, and um, you know they kind of gesture down a side door, a hallway. Uh, and you know the king says, uh, "Please let me know if you would like to take advantage of any of those excursions that I had mentioned. You know, just come back to this room and let me know, and I can get those sorted out for you." Again, thank you very much. And he like bows his head. <laughs> he gets up. He helps Petra up. We're we're gonna go on one of those flying ships, right? I don't know. Is that fucking safe? The ship was flying in the air. What the fuck is that? I don't know. They maybe we can get that guy to do some reading, and then we'll be all set. Uh, I, I guess maybe. Maybe maybe we could do a flyover. Maybe we could see big piles of fucking gold from the ship up in the air, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So good. <laughs> Yes, I am. Yeah, for sure, baby, for sure. <laughs> he slips an arm around you. Okay, so um, if you guys want to go to um, just go to your rooms. Uh, let's say it's you know it's late afternoon, so it's not like nighttime or anything. So I know Petra said she wanted to go get refreshed, have a bath, change some clothes, all that kind of stuff. You guys can go. You know, you, got, you can go do that. You have, you know, you have free reign of the palace. It's not a huge, gigantic place, but, um, you know, you guys can wander around in the palace if you want, or you know, I'm sure Petra's going to take a nice long bath. I uh, mm -hmm. don't know if Vinny and Daryl would want to do that also. You can, you know, go get changed. There's some local-ish kind of clothes laid out, or I don't know if you guys brought your own changes of clothes kind of thing, so you can, you know, go ahead and do that. Daryl, definitely. I'll change into the local clothing, and then I, I'm going to look around the room. I want to do some okay. uh, searching of the room, see if I can find anything of interest. Okay. Um, while you are, you know, you've gone and changed, you're walking around, uh, the one monk who led you, you know, who, who took you to a room, came back in and says, uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, there are some visitors here that would like to speak with you or your, you and your fellow visitors. Uh, they did not tell me that they would want you all summoned together, but you know, they are outside and they would like to speak with, with you. Um, right, at this right now, now right, if this is very moment at your convenience, they said that at your convenience, um, I do believe I will see the the the, the, the visitors. Yes, um, perhaps with uh, my companions, though, would be a better idea. It would be would be best. No, they said it was up to you. So, would you like me to go summon your friends also? No, <laughs> <laughs> show them in. Of okay. course. 
Okay, so in so I'm I'm assuming you're in your room. So the the monk backs out and bows, and then you see three monks walk into your room. <laughs> the start of a perfect joke. <laughs> three monks. <laughs> uh, they they are three monks. They're wearing emerald green robes, and each wear each of them is wearing an emerald mask. So like emerald, I mean not just the color emerald, but emerald. So it's a mask with some eye holes cut out. And then, you know, mouth cut out and, you know, some some holes where the nose is, but they are proper emerald masks. So they'll walk in and bow to you. And uh, one of them will kind of step forward and say, greetings, we are representatives of the Emerald Llama. Um, and- do you always go around obscuring your, your, your faces in this manner? Please remove your masks so I may look upon your faces. Unfortunately, this is part of our ritual. This is part of our devotion to the Emerald Lama. Everyone who follows him wears these masks. It helps us to realize that even though we are individuals, we all serve the Emerald Lama as one. Ah, I do appreciate that. Please come in and... Uh, let us uh, speak of the of what, what exactly is the Emerald Llama? He is a very wise and powerful. Please say Llama. Please say Llama. Please say Llama. <laughs> I didn't want to say Llama again, but I was guess I'm going to have to. <laughs> uh, he's a very wise and powerful figure in this oh. in in our world. And when he had heard that there were some visitors here. He sent us to talk to you because we have had a run-in with someone from your world in the recent past and wanted to get some information from you. Who was this person you had to run in with? Do you know his or her name? It was a man who had tried to make it to the city when we had made ourselves visible to him on the pathways to the city. Uh, we did not even get a chance to discuss anything with him, and he uh, set about trying to attack us. You uh, you revealed yourselves to the man while he was trying to get into the city, you say? Correct. Interesting. Why wouldn't you have revealed yourselves to us as we were trying to get into the city? There were... So the, the, the monk kind of stops for a minute and says... Uh, there were some circumstances while you were traveling to the city that we did not feel we were uh, up to getting involved with. Uh, <laughs> didn't want to bet your life on it now, which <laughs> I did it again. Um, oh, that's oh, I, um, I'm sorry that you came into some troubles. Is, uh, what exactly do you want from me? We don't necessarily want anything from you. Uh, we would, the Emerald Llama would like to give you a gift to take back with you. And if you ever happen to see this person again, if it is someone that you are acquainted with, we would like you to pass on this gift that we're giving to you to him also. You want me to pass the gift you're giving me on to the person who attacked you. Yes, it is something that the Emerald Llama would want 
you to pass on to this other person. While you have it with your person, it will not cause harm, but it is intended for the person who attacked us. Ah, interesting. I will be a mule for a, a vengeful gift. Oh, this is this is delicious. Um, ah, yes, I will accept your offering. And if I do happen to see this person whom has not been described to me at all, that's just hitting me now. You don't have a name or a description or anything. I I would be completely unsure of who this person is. I'm sure the king has discussed with you that. There have been visitors to the past to the city. Uh, it is not as often, it does not happen as often that someone trying to make the trip would not be noticed. And he would, they would, they would definitely not get lost in, you know, they would definitely not be forgotten. Mm. Okay. Yes, I accept your gift, and I will confer with my uh, my companions on the matter and see uh, what we can do to help and accommodate. Thank you very much. So the the monk who was speaking kind of bows, and one of the other ones steps forward and shows you. He hands you kind of a like a llama statue, a little llama statue, a little llama statue. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. He hands you. It's kind of a wooden. Ah! <laughs> I couldn't click quick enough. <laughs> so he hands you a wooden framed kind of you know, square. So I'm not good with doing anything in Photoshop. So everything that's red on here, just think of it as green. <laughs> so ah yes. Well, I'm colorblind. I see reds as green, so of course it works for me, no problem. So this is just you know, it's a. It's about book size. It's not super huge or anything. It's like a, it it's a plaque? Is it like a, exactly. or is, is it a solid piece or is it like a... Yeah, it's, it's wood, you know, it's wood. And then this is obviously painted on it. It's of one Whoa. piece. So it's, you know, a piece of wood. So. Uh, um, uh, Daryl looks at it in awe and uh, I thank you very much for this. I, uh, how, am I to just pass it along to this, uh, this, this, bad evil person or is uh, there anything i'm supposed to do to sort of incant and to allow it to uh, its magics and its vengeful abilities to come forth so the emerald llama just recommends you pass this on let it leave your hands whenever you find this person and your rewards will be forthcoming when that is done May I ask what exactly will happen to this person? If I'm going to be the vehicle to which your vengeance is delivered, I would like to know the manner of its curse. The, the, the monk says, there, you can rest assured that you are not passing on any kind of physical harm or violence to this person. Okay. Uh, your conscience can be clear on that. Oh. All right, and uh, Daryl will just sort of gaze down into the uh, into the the design work and just kind of get lost in it for a minute. I I will do this uh, for the emerald, of course. Okay, so he, they hand you. I think it's called a mandala. You know, the the the, the wooden thing. They bow and uh, kind of. 
back out of the room and you are left staring at this kind of yeah. <laughs> Daryl is yes, would you mind sharing your screen again? Uh Daryl, um I'm Daryl, I am looking at this. I'm trying to sort of pick up anything I can from any okay. of my years of experience with the occult and artifacts of this manner. So do you have do you have any kind of occult or anything? Oh Jesus, I I I would think I would think I did that. Uh, I no, there's nothing. There's nothing on the line. It just says five percent. Okay. Well, you can roll that, and then you know, just go ahead and give it a as a fly, and then you're also going to make a pile roll after that's done. All right. So the first roll is a forty-two. So I guess okay. that's. No, um, no, yeah, you're just looking at it. it. Just looks like a Tibetan-y kind of. You know, you've seen lots of things like this. You know, around the city. You know, this one's a bit particular because you've never seen anything kind of like this one. But yeah, not anything that jumps out at you. <laughs> uh, Daryl laughs at himself. He goes, <laughs> "I'm betting it's Tibetan." <laughs> and um, I got more. I have at least three more of these coming out in one moment. Um, no. And then, and what was the other one? Uh, the other Powell. Pow. Yeah. What the hell is Pow? Oh, oh, there it is. Seventy. Upper, yeah. Seventy. Seventy. Uh, twenty-three. So it's below seventy, right? Is that, oh, that, that yeah. like a hard success? Yeah, exactly. So oh, I succeeded so hard on that one. So you're when you're looking at it, you you know you couldn't pick up anything just from what it is from you know the other role, but um, you with the power roll, you can feel that this is, you know, this is something of power. You know, it is something uh, mystical. You don't feel that it's. You know, it's causing you any harm or uncomfort or anything like that. But you do feel this is some kind of, you know, it is a a, a piece of, you know, some kind of powerful, you know, it's oh, a relic that you know is important and powerful. I have been given a mighty, mighty quest. I shall not fail. The Emerald Lama, and I'll just kind of tuck it on the. I'll put it on the bed and just kind of like sit on the bed for a little bit, looking at it. Okay. While you're staring at it, you're, um, you know, you start having thoughts of, you know, once I deliver this, you know, if I deliver it, if I can find out who this goes to, I know you do get the feeling that there will be some kind of, you know, from what, from what the monks told you there, that there will be some kind of reward or uh, benefit to you from handing that off and, and, and doing this. Uh, Maybe then, one of those masks. <laughs> now and, and, and just for me just to have a, yeah. an idea was i given any anything other than like, like do i have any way to sort of try to find who the person is other than like i like i'll bring this up with uh my my team of course yeah. did yeah. they give me any sort of anything else like that no i think they, they were just saying you know the, like if you, there are visitors to this world or this city it's not super duper often so, you know, when whenever someone does visit, it does kind of or tries to visit, it does kind of stand out. So it's not like there's constantly lots of people. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it's probably someone who'll be bragging about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, so while you're staring at it, you know, you also get this feeling, uh, you know, you've done quite a bit of, you know, as you said, you know, you are a dilettante, you're a gadabout, you've had mm. quite a, an adventurous life. 
you know, maybe this, when this is all over, maybe this will be a spur for you to do some writing, maybe to write a book or write a play about your life or, you know, you know, you feel that you have, you know, done quite a few things that even if it's not to go make tons of money or have a bestseller that you definitely want to get your story out to the world because you feel you've done lots of interesting things and people definitely should, should know about it. I have received inspiration. My life has now a path. I will write a play. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Yes. <laughs> about a king in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I read it. <laughs> <laughs> in a mustard, the king in mustard, ye- mustard colored clothes. Come on, all the money. They said the green llama. They didn't say yellow. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ah, yes. The green llama. <gasps> he will bestow me a gift, a gift of inspiration. Okay. So Daryl, you know, was kind of checking out his nice little thing. Uh, it's probably getting on a little bit later. You know, we said that was you know, afternoon when you guys first went to your room. So it's, you know, early evening now. So is there anything you guys want to do? Do you guys want to meet back up, talk to the king, or do do uh, Vinny and Petra want to do some of their own kind of individual things exploring around the castle or the palace? Or Petra is getting the most expensive soap on their little shelves and washing up with it and taking a <laughs> bath, and that's it. No okay. exploring, just relaxation. Clearly, like stealing all the little, like all the little travel sizes of the shampoo. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm gonna bribe those kids back there with them. Yeah. Look at the so, magic. So Vinny's then dejectedly sitting in the bedroom by himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after you know, we'll say that that was you know early evening. So everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Vinny's kind of pouting. He probably changes. He probably like washes up and like changes into the, the clothes that they left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they probably brought because it was going to be like a couple of days. So I'm assuming they brought like traveling clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, figure like as a a sign of respect to kind of wear the garb that okay. they provided, so they kind of fit in. Okay. So when you guys are doing that, you know the monks who had showed you to your rooms come back in and each of you individually just says, you know, that if you would like to um, come down and refresh yourself, there's, you know, some food and drink down in the room with the King. Uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come down and partake. Uh, you know, and it's, it's not, you know, they're inviting you, they're inviting you back down. It's not an invite, you know, saying, you know, you're being summoned. I think from what the King told you, he's kind of, just floats around and he's usually in that room anyway. So it's not like it's any kind of formal summons or anything like that, but it is getting around the time, you know, that it would be you know dinner time. If you guys wanted to go down and grab anything to eat or, you know, do that. I, I think before we went down, Vinny would go try and find Daryl real quick. Okay. So he, you know, goes over and knocks on the door. Opens, opens the door quickly and goes, is anybody with you? And he yanks him inside the room and closes the door. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? What, what are you Look, doing? Behold the gift from the Emerald Llama. And he shows him the uh, man- mandala. Is that what you call it? Mandala? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? It's a piece of wood with some shit on it. Look at it. It's beautiful. Uh, it's intricacies. You have no appreciation for these things. It looks like all the things they have back downtown. 
Yes, they have those this, things hung up all over the place. This was given to me by some strangers who had come in. They were wearing emerald masks, claiming to be from the Emerald Llama. I am too find a man who attacked them in one of the caverns on his way into the city and give it to him and he and vengeance will be delivered unto him through this mighty gift did they tell you who it was no um no they did not they probably didn't get his name while he was attacking them but why the fuck are you gonna know who it goes to um, I'm sort of assuming that he's going to be bragging about this. Not many people try to make it into the city. I think we'll be able to find him quite easily. And then we'll deliver it. And the How Emerald Llama's vengeance will be delivered upon him. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's fucking terrific and everything, but we've been in Tibet for how long? We never heard nobody. Charlie's the first one that ever said anything about coming over. <gasps> Maybe it's Charlie. What well, I said, they didn't know Charlie. Hmm. Well, they probably don't know him by name. Do you think it was Charlie? Well, that motherfucker, he left. He's not even around him. <laughs> it never occurred to me that it might have been Charlie. He's a bit of a, uh, an unsavory character, is he not? Uh, I mean, he, he settled up his bill. That's all I'm concerned about. Right. Yes, he settled up his bill all right, and now he's got another bill. A bill that he must pay to the Emerald Lava! All right. Okay, fine. You're excited about the llama thing. I understand that. That's great. In the masks, they were magnificent. Well, look, 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 look. That guy, I asked him like 40 questions and shit while we were sitting in there. He didn't answer not one question. Flying ships, monsters. I asked him how old he was. He didn't even say anything. Maybe he doesn't know how old he is. Maybe that's how old he is. He's older than time itself. There, I will admit you are correct. There is some strangeness going on. No one seems to have any specifics about what they'd like to see done. It is very strange. Well, he just wants to be happy and make everybody happy. I don't understand that at all. That that, that doesn't... Yeah, you don't believe that. I don't trust someone who claims that's all they want is to make people happy. (laughs) Nobody wants people to be happy. I'm not saying the, I don't want to be happy. I'm just saying, like, if that's his whole purpose in life is just to make people happy, it seems kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? There's some real dirtbags out there, and perhaps maybe this is how they dole out their uh, their punishments and vengeance for all of that douchebaggery. I don't know, but it, it's really strange. That's all I'm saying is it's strange. I agree. No, I am in 100% agreement. All right, so... Uh, so nobody came to see you. Hmm... And he's just like, he kind of like, his head kind of dropped, <laughs> no one, and he's like, no, one, nope, no one at all. Nobody. I just, uh, you know, I got dressed. I've been hanging around. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. That's, well, where's Petra? Hmm? Are you guys that? having a party without me? You just, oh my God, it's, in the room. Oh, it's Petra. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in, hon. <laughs> And I, I Daryl yanks her in the room quick and slams the door after she gets in. What is your problem? I was grab me too. He's all was... excited about this emerald llama or something. That Behold the mandala! What happened? Behold the mandala! He shows Petra. What? What's that? Is it a cow? It is a mighty gift bestowed upon me by messengers from the emerald llama. Then he's just like making hand, you know, like mouth motions with his hand. <laughs> What is the Emerald Llama, and are they rich? <sighs> I don't know. 
I'm sure if they sold one of their emerald masks, they would be. So perhaps, or maybe they are just rich in spirit or potential vengeance, as this is a gift I'm to give a traveler who tried to come here and attack them. Petra's eyes light up. Oh, wait, emerald mask? Yes, I know I asked them to take it off, but they wouldn't do it. One of those cultish type things, you know. Hmm. Wait, and so you're going to what? This gift is supposed to be given by me or us to this person who attacked them on the way into the city. What is it going to do? Something terrible, I presume. And They didn't didn't tell me. They just said do it and it won't harm you or your friends at all, but it will only harm this person here. Are you yes, getting paid for this? You are, you, uh, are you getting paid for this? Ah, uh, yes. The Emerald Lama has promised me a mighty gift. And what? I I believe it to be inspiration to do greater things. That is a kingly gift. You should have negotiated better. I'm not a shallow. I desire things that appeal all right, to all right. a higher... So- in, uh, uh, if, we meet, if we meet this person, we meet them. We won't go out of our way. No, no, no. I'm not going to go searching okay. for him. I don't even know what he looked like. So one of the servants, not servants, knocked on my door and said that the king is going to have refreshments. Are we going down or are we just... What are we doing? Oh, that sounds that sounds lovely. All right. Put, put your cow away and let's go. There's nothing on this that looks like a cow. <laughs> That's an... Utter? Oh, that's not an utter? Oh. <laughs> yes, of course, bulls don't have udders, so I'm not entirely certain what you think you're seeing. Oh, um, wait. Wait, yes, of course. <coughs> of course. So that's a boy llama. Yes, a boy llama. No, it's a... Uh, yes, a boy llama. You know, your your story gives me an idea. Maybe I should <laughs> talk. <laughs> What is that supposed to mean? You're laughing at me now? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, if these guys can can give you a fucking a mandala that will wreak some kind of vengeance, all I'm saying is that I could maybe use something like that to greater lesser effect in my uh, you know in my businesses and things. That's all I'm saying. Ah, yes. Well, I'm assuming that the magics and the various. Uh, incantations that are involved are only supposed to interact with the person who has wronged them. So I'm not certain how you would uh, sort of use that in your daily business, but perhaps when it's all over, they can teach you how to make one. I, I think I might, uh, yeah, I think I might ask about that because that might be a useful skill for me to have to, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, my business operates as, uh, as it should. I think that's a wonderful idea. In fact, I plan on asking the king himself who this llama is. Uh, and tell yeah. him that I was visited. Completely transparent our operation should be with the mighty king. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully there's no, uh, like, uh, you know, weird power struggles or something, you know. Oh, we see that back in New York is. sometimes. Mm, yes, the power struggle would be quite <laughs> interesting to see. <laughs> yes, of course. It, it could be messy, though, is all I'm saying. I wonder if there's a way that we we could uh, bet upon who might win it. You know, uh, like we if we wanted to bet on who may win, <laughs> a battle between two kings, and 
Our organization. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes, of course. We should go down for refreshments. Let us uh, depart. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. After you, my darling. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.